we've called this the TED Talk because that seems quite appropriate uh, for episode two. So I like it. I mean, it seems to work, doesn't it? So uh, we're here with the elite at Dragon's Racing team, or TED uh, for, uh, for short. So we have uh, Mark, uh, Making Magic, and Wilco. And for some reason, I'll say his first name and everyone else's online name. Don't know why, couldn't tell you. Uh, introduce yourselves, Mark. Well, hello. I uh, ho- ho- hope everyone's doing well on this bloody beautiful Monday. Uh, my name is Mark Grizzle. And I like to drive virtual cars, pretty much, as well as other games, but primarily virtual cars at the moment. Plug your channel uh, for everyone on the Spotify. There will be at least 20 people who will listen to this. Oh, that's banging. Twitch.tv forward slash grizzle. Love that. The two Zs in there. Go on, Thomas. I like skippies. (laughs) He does like skippies. That's true. He's gonna he's gonna die on that Skippy Hill. That's he's adamant that Skippies are the best. I think that's all we're gonna get out of magic. On to you, Wilco. Oh, okay. Um my name's Lee, Mr. Wilco. Um Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm fine <laughs> with it. Now I thought a good place to start would be um and I don't know if anyone else will remember some of these games. Games racing games really that that got me into the bug of racing when I was younger. Um, there's a couple of obvious ones, and maybe some of these will show my age, right? Um, and then we'll go around and see if anyone remember these. Did anyone play Jeff Crammon's Grand Prix 4? Anyone remember that? Well, no. I'm yes. going to show my age and say, did anyone play Jeff Crammon's Grand Prix 3? <laughs> did you actually play Grand Prix 3? Yeah, that's yeah. the one I played. <laughs> Grand Prix 4, I, I played so much of that. Um, it's such a good game. But I was looking through games I played earlier. Tocker was probably right up there. Oh. I played so much Tocker. Um, this was back in the day when, um, you know, British touring cars. This might be a British thing, but British touring cars had, you know, it had like the Volvos fighting Vauxhalls. Um, you had like the Renault Laguna, like the Nescafe one, or the they had like a green one or a red one, like the Ford Mondeo. You know, it was back in the days of, like, Alan Menu and people like that. Yeah, and, those, those games were huge, though, weren't they? Oh, it was just so good. Like, Tocker was great. Um, of the original Driver game, I played a lot of. Um, That's a good one. Oh, man, I love the original Driver game. But th- weirdly, there's a, a race. It's not even a racing game, technically, but it is a driving game. And uh, it's called Midtown Madness. Uh, anyone that remembers oh, this game? It was like a free free pc game or something wasn't it, it yeah basically you just drove around chicago i think it was chicago and you could pick uh, a huge truck a bus um a couple of sports cars and one was like a vw bug and i just used to drive around obeying street laws you know stopping at traffic lights and uh and stuff like that just generally because i'm a nerd um i had a absolutely amazing time with that so if anyone's got I any games they used to play Feel free. Oof. Well, I mean, you go ahead, Magic. There's an F1 game many, 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 many years ago on the PC. Um, I can't think what it. It's like 1995, 98, or something like that. And the damage model, I'm not going to lie, was pretty good. It's better than iRacing's F3 damage model. Could it have been one of the Grand Prix games? Because they would have been yeah, out. Could have round about. 
Um, Grand Prix like, 4 was actually... Um, I don't know when that was out, but Grand Prix 3. the official F1 games? No, say official. 94, 95. Well, uh, Jeff Crammon's game was... A, I think it had the official license. I'm I'm trying to remember. I think there was one called Formula One '97, and I think Ooh. the studio was called something bizarre studios, bizarre creations, or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, there was no, one before '97. Well, the same developer. Yeah. You, you sort of used to be able, to, <clears throat> you used to be able to like cheat on it. Say if you're at the back of the grid, and if you got a front tire touch a rear tire's car, that car would just go flying off track. It's like some weird netcode damage model thing. Which that's game places instantly. Just sounds like iRacing in 2021, to be perfect. iRacing was probably made around the same time, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I've just Googled Formula 197. I do remember that game. It has quite a yeah, distinctive... These were the um, games for Murray Walker, wasn't it, weren't they? Yeah, when Murray Walker... You... Terrible commentary. <laughs> I love Murray Walker, but he would just come out with just outbursts like, Yes! Yes! Look at him go! <laughs> Just randomly. Yeah. To be fair, games were didn't do um, commentary was hard back then. Let's be honest. To oh, try yeah, to definitely put it together. Yeah. That, oh, that yeah. was honestly one of the appeals of the game at that point. Murray's commentary, but looking back now, it's obviously terrible. It's the same thing as what uh, Tag experienced earlier with Battlefield Two: the commander spam, enemy infantry <laughs> spotted, enemy infantry spotted, and then over and over. Back then, we didn't really, you know, I was like, wow, this is immersive. Today, we're like, oh, my God, shut up. <laughs> that is kind of like that with um, with the commentary. Um, I, mean, I don't think honest, it, you remember it quite quite as well. Sometimes I want to tell you, uh, like, just tell my crew chief to shut up because, you know, he's talking some mad shit with me here. So <laughs> That's why I've turned him off. And you know what? I've not enjoyed the racing more the past week, having him not on. Ooh, was it that? Mm. I've actually enjoyed it. Um, uh, uh, a lot more to be honest with you. I might give that a shot this week. Uh, iRacing. When do we all get started with iRacing? I have a feeling it was roughly the same time. Yeah, uh, I will have to say so. Yeah, it was definitely the same time. <laughs> well, I actually, I, I actually have had an iRacing account since 2016, um, and I tried it a little bit. I remember trying it, but back then. I'm not sure if it's the same way as it was now. You had basically just one... Well, I think back then you had like a couple cars that you could try. I can't even remember what the track was, but I had no idea of the track. And I just... I think I drove around a little bit on it going, wow, this this is hard. This isn't for me. And I just didn't... This, this looks like shit. <laughs> yeah. I didn't try it online or anything. I just tried it. I was like, wow, this looks terrible. I don't understand. And then... It was only and really, and it after. costs how much? Yeah, costs a lot. I think I paid. I don't know why I paid for the subscription, or I got a trial. I can't really remember now. It just sat dormant until, um, I don't know what it was. Was it, we were playing a lot of a set of course at the time? I think a set of course a, a competition, and then early access. I remember that. And I was adamant, I was adamant I wouldn't buy an iRacing. No, 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 I'm not getting involved with that. I will not. I won't pay money for that. And here we are year and a half, two years later, and, (laughs) you know, I pretty much own all the tracks that I need, own all the cars. Um, So you guys were probably around about the same time. On the account, on my account page, it says 2018. Yeah, that probably sounds about right. Mine was in August, I know that. Um, 2018 or 2019? Should be be August 
2019. Let me see. Yeah, August fifth of August 2019 is when I joined iRacing. So it was right before the Petit Petit Le Mans, Le Mans wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. We hadn't really been driving iRacing very much before we started that, had we? Nope, negative. I actually have a list here that probably brings us on nicely to all the events. Well, I think it's all the events we've done. So we did the 10 hours of the Petit Le Mans. So that was in, was it October, November 2019? October, yep. So we would have been doing iRacing just for a couple of months. And we thought, you know what? We're ready. Let's, let's go into <laughs> well, yeah, that, that, that was part of the appeal of actually getting into iRacing, wasn't think, it? The, yeah. All these all these big events and seeing like yeah, Jimmy was, and um, Matt Malone and and all those guys sort of yes because I remember we were like uh, you had a server I had a server and we were just doing these ACC races these 20 minute 15 minute races around spa and we were both like saying at the time we're just like we want to do the big things we want to do yeah. the 12 hours of something or 24 of x y and z and then, long and behold, iRacing was like, hello, we have this. Please come join us and give us all your money. And we did. And yeah. we did, and here we are. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't um, have a problem. I think iRacing is worth the subscription. Um, mm. I'm not sure if I 100% agree with their pricing model on all the cars and stuff. I think you know, maybe that's a bit, bit steep. But I think even if I work out all the... Um, amount of money I've spent on all the cars and tracks and everything. I've definitely got my money's worth out of it. Yeah, so, no, at this stage, it really costs. It costs very nothing, little. Really. Yeah, it's the initial the initial outlay for anyone getting into iRacing, racing. That's the toughest thing, because if you first get into it, you do your little, you know, your your Mazda races or whatever, and then you want to go do some uh, IMSA, and you think, okay, look at this is looking great. We got Bathurst, Sebring, Spa. Well, you don't own any of those tracks. So not only do you need to buy one of the cars, you need to buy the tracks for $12, $15. Mm -hmm. And then before you know it, you've just spent, I mean, potentially <laughs> to get all the stuff, two, three hundred pounds. But once you've done it, you then go then for two years, three years, not buying anything, maybe buying a new car every now and again. Mm. It's just that initial outlay is pretty savage. It is very steep, yeah. I don't know if you yeah. noticed when you started, it was quite... I don't know if the word is difficult. It's very, what well, say, unforgiving to new users. It's quite intimidating, isn't it? The, yeah, it is. The prospect yeah. of getting into wine racing. The the UI in itself was quite intimidating. In fact, I actually yeah. think it's one of the things that put me off for so long, because even even now, there's things I'm still finding out about the UI that I didn't know. And obviously, they've got a new UI now as well, but. You gotta um, dig deep to find certain things, and yeah, and you're like, oh shoot, I didn't know that existed. <laughs> I remember, so we finished 16th in the Petit Le Mans, and I, honestly, mm -hmm. I think most of us were over the moon that we just finished. Um, mm -hmm. We, I think we had that incident at the end where Magic got hit by someone, didn't they, going into the yeah. last chicane? Um, I'm not sure what position we were in before that, but we finished. I think it was quite early on. There was a French team that was behind us, and they kind of. Oh yeah. Yeah, I do remember they that. Really commit to a dive and clipped magic. So we then we we then went into our first twenty four hour race, which was obviously Daytona. That was in twenty twenty, um, in the January. And I, I, amazingly, I'm just looking at these results. We finished sixth there, mm. which I think um, was probably above what we were expecting for our first twenty four hour race. 
Yeah, I was expecting twentieth um, or something like that. Honestly, there's something. Um, uh, there's. It's really hard to explain for anyone that hasn't experienced this. There's some sort of uh, buzz you get about doing a really long endurance race. It's kind of just like this. It's just weird knowing that you've got someone in the car while you go and have a couple of hours sleep, and then I'll wake up on the sofa and look at my phone just to see who's. In. It's it's just this very um, I don't know unique feeling of doing a an endurance race. Mm. um and just like knowing you're in the car for two hours and and then you're out and then someone else is in for another six so it's very yeah it's it's very sort of mentally demanding as well because I, I find it very difficult to switch off during that time when when someone else is in the car and yeah, when, yeah I'm, I'm wondering what's going on yeah when, when i when i'm like okay guys i'm gonna go take a nap i and it's like a three and a half hour nap i would say every half an hour my brain like wakes me up <laughs> And then it's like, quickly check the phone. Are we still in the car? <laughs> like, like, is the car still on the track? Um, so yeah, that, well, that, uh... That's the weird thing, actually. I think every time I've gone to sleep and, and woken up in an endurance race, nothing bad has happened other than the last one we did. Um, <laughs> Do not speak of the last one. <laughs> no, but it's water under the bridge now. But that was the only time I woke up and we were in a much worse position than when I went to sleep. And it's like this sort of gut-wrenching feeling. But for the most... I remember waking up... I think when we were doing the first Daytona. I remember I tried to get to sleep. And yeah, I, I really couldn't sleep. But I was just trying to relax. And then I sort of woke up. And we were in the same position. Or we were a place up. And I was just like this sort of... Um, I don't know. It just gives you a bit of a buzz to get back in the car. Uh, knowing that you sort of made it through the night. Um, yeah. What is... Uh, here's what I wanted to know. I'm going to tell you mine what is the what is the one event that you liked the most it doesn't have to be the one where we finished the best um i for me i think it was the 24 hours of spa um that i enjoyed the most and i think the reason i enjoyed it was just because i was so worried about spa going into it because i really liked the track but the 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 off tracks there were just going to be so <laughs> savage and through the night we just did such an incredible job of having a really good pace but managing any mistakes um mm -hmm. and we finished fifth in the end and i think that one's probably that one's probably that my highlight of all the ones we've done so far um sebring's probably the worst um <laughs> that, that will always be in my mind as one that we could have won so i think it'll always even though we finished second it'll always be up there as a negative because because uh, the, of the perception we could have won yeah um that, that sebring race golly come on best and worst um for me the worst mm. honestly would have to i mean it's pretty much the same thing uh sebring that one was really gut-wrenching, despite being in top three, obviously. Uh, best one as well would be, uh, honestly, the, the spa. I mean, I mean, I had that little incident that cost us, like, what, five minutes in the pits or something like that? Uh, but it was spa, not just because of... Because it's the track. I mean, every, I think everyone that is into motorsport loves spa. Um, just for the look, the the fascination of going up all rouge flat out and all that stuff. Um, but honestly, it also has the combination uh, of that we did a charity for yeah, that event as well. Um, and we 
blew that charity out of proportion, not out of proportion, uh, blew out, blew the, the, the end goal out of the water. Yeah. And I think it's just the, the great feeling of, I mean, great position, amazing night stint. And then on top of that, finishing off that race with an amazing goal achieved in that charity. I think that just really made that race even more special that we achieved such greatness in a virtual world, but also having a really positive effect on the real world at the same time. What? That's why Spa 24 is the most iconic one for me. Uh, before Wilco Magic give that, that is one of the most worrisome things for me. That's the first race we've really, where we put um, like a huge charity goal behind it. But because as we know with these races, literally anything can happen. Like especially, it could, something could happen on the first lap that pretty much ends our race, essentially. And the the worry of of sort of promoting something like right we're doing this we're doing the 24 hours of uh xyz for charity knowing that the race could just go wrong at any moment yeah i mean if we if that did happen during a charity race i think we'd have to carry the car home like cool running style yeah but in some situations i mean it's very unlikely i think at spa and then there's at spa you'd be uh you'd be fine but it's just that worry that something mm. might happen but it didn't and uh, yeah, a few small things, but nothing we're not used to in these 24-hour races. Um, we still brought it home in fifth and absolutely smashed it. That one's right up there for me. Wilco, Magic, yours are the same? Different? Oh, it's far for me, yeah. No doubt, um, no doubt about it. Um, just, just the track's obviously so good. Um, and yeah, I was, I was really happy that everyone kept the off-track swim minimum during the the overnight <laughs> i mean I, I, that, I was really worried about that because we were early on we, we did quite we did struggle with them so oh hey jetman that was a nice surprise to wake up to that and the worst, the worst the worst was probably well sebring's obviously up there but i think Le Mans for me was one of the worst just on a personal level because i didn't quite perform to a level i wanted to like just couldn't keep it on the track for whatever reason. <laughs> Le Mans was going to be my next one only because, yeah. weirdly, it, it wasn't that enjoyable of a race. We finished eighth, but I don't know. There was just something about it that just... Yeah, I, I don't enjoy the track at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy the the fact that it's this big event and there's, a, there's sort of excitement leading up to it and all that, but I don't enjoy driving it generally. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, magic what's yours hmm. <laughs> is it one with the uh and also the hbds were nightmare inducing just with, <laughs> just oh, a chip yeah. what did we drive at le mans was it the ferrari, ferrari. Yeah. it was the yeah, ferrari. ferrari and i wanted to drive the porsche that's another thing <laughs> <laughs> oh god that that is the nightmare we have of you know while we all uh, fairly similar in um, in sort of our ratings and how we drive. We also have slightly different tastes of cars. That makes finding a balance quite difficult across four people. Okay. Find a car and then a setup for that car that everyone is happy with is naturally going to be times when some someone isn't as happy as they'd like to be. Um, it's just unfortunate, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, think, I don't know. 
because the Bathurst one was sort of a, that was more luck than anything. Whoa, 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 whoa! Whoa, You weren't even driving, you cheeky. <laughs> oh, did you? Was imagine not even drive Bathurst? That was the yeah. one he didn't. One, oh, the one, he didn't one, one he didn't drive says it's luck. luck. Okay, yeah. Oh, got it. <laughs> Understood. Uh, I don't know. To be fair, you must know which one you enjoyed the most. Uh, I did enjoy taking the uh, the BMW around Nords. That was quite good. You had to pick Nords, didn't you? You had to pick what? Nords. That's fine. You're allowed to pick it. You picked the only one we didn't finish, but that's fine. Nothing well, wrong with that. He did have the car while it was in good condition. So <laughs> I would say you've kind of brought us on to something else I was going to uh, get at. We've obviously done Daytona this year already. Um didn't go as we wanted it, but I don't know. I, I don't think any of us particularly like Daytona. I think the first time we did Daytona, it was because it was our first 24-hour. I would always still do Daytona, don't get me wrong. But um, there is... I don't hugely enjoy the track. I don't find it uh, that enjoyable to drive. No. Um, we got Bathurst coming up this weekend, um, which, I mean, who knows... I, when Magic says it was luck that we finished it, I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't think we'd finish Bathurst last year. Nah. I thought there would be some sort of ruination. Um, will we finish it? I hope so, this weekend. Then you got Sebring. My goal for this year, I would love for us to win an event. I'm not sure how yeah. likely that is. I would love to win, and I'd love to finish the 24 hours of Nords. Um, that would probably be my two goals i think winning an event is possible but it's also going to be very hard i think there's a large amount of luck involved as there well there is yeah with, i think the skill-based matchmaking you, you never know what sort of split you're going to get so i would say if we were going to win it would pop probably be spa or sebring um but again i think you'd need a you'd need a reasonable amount of luck for that to happen for us mm. probably but yeah I'd love to win one. Enough, enough and I'd love to... in the world, and you can confidently go into every race to say, "Okay, I know how good I am. I'm going to win this. I, I can win this race." And I don't think you can ever be confident in my racing. There's been guys we've been in races with, like uh, 24 hour races. Loads of these, like the Spa one. I can't remember the exact one it was, and they would just been leading, blowing people away, and then they have an accident and they're gone. It, it doesn't matter necessarily how quick you are in a lot of these races. There's a lot of that in the, in the Sebring race we did to well. I think two of the leaders crashed within yeah. the first 50 minutes or so. So, And uh, with it only being a 12-hour race, if you have a really serious crash and they don't stand a chance of winning, they'll probably just leave. Mm. Um, that's what a lot of people would do. But, um, yeah. I mean, I, I would have to say that all four of us are pretty, pretty strong on Sebring. We don't talk about the Sebring race that I had last week. But what? <laughs> um, just, I, I would say in a GTE or LMP2, we're pretty spiffy around Sebring. What would we drive around Sebring? I know it's, I know it's uh, a ways away. What would people's choice be? I know Mark has made it quite clear he doesn't want to drive GT3. Uh, <laughs> I so... mean, honestly, for Sebring, I would have to vote for the LMP2. Mm. I mean, That's you got to you're going to have to do some wrist action and not the not the dirty kind Ooh. because I mean, 
Sebring for 12 hours, your wrists are going to scream for mercy. Yeah. But I mean, between four of you, it's not that bad, is it? Yeah. No. LMP or, or GTE, I'm fine with. I mean, we're going to be doing, uh, basically, we're going to be doing GT3 this coming weekend. So then the 12 hours of Sebring is what? Four weeks after? Five, maybe at a push? You may as well do something different because Nords will then be GT3 again. Yep. So, yeah. so you may as well do either GTE or C or LMP at Sebring because you may as well spice it up, I suppose. One thing with being in an LMP, suddenly you've got to be the aggressor. You've got to be the one that's taking on these GTs every every other corner. Spices things up, I tell you. It, it's <laughs> I found out the other day. <laughs> I find it um, very difficult to go between like the LMP and especially the GTE, uh, GT3s because the braking is just so different. The car obviously is so different in terms of speed, but yeah. the way you manage them is just, it's so different that I find it very difficult to to hit my max potential in an LMP and then do the same right after in a GT3. Um, I can't yeah. really flick that switch. I need a little bit of time to just do a few laps with it. I think part of the reason for that is I'm... I'm the same way, but I, I'm sort of going into driving a car sort of subconsciously. I'm not really thinking about what I'm doing. Yeah. Maybe if you sort of thought about how you drive these individual cars, you might be a bit bit better at switching between the two. I think I... Sorry, I, I did a race earlier at Sebring, and I had that exact same... I think I, there was a part of the race where I was making a lot of mistakes, but I don't, I don't think I was really thinking about it. I was just kind of doing it. And then mm. oh, I think when I actually started... I know it sounds weird but when i actually started really consciously making an effort i feel like i uh i did cut some of it out i think it's easy to just get into this mindset it's just going through the motions you don't even realize you're doing it mm. it's like when they it's like i try stick to say two cars per season if possible say so this like see this season i've done vet and ferrari fixed two slightly different cars they handle slightly different you poor soul <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah i mean it's a lot of people only drive one car don't they they yeah. stick to like an audi or something and that's it that's all they'll ever drive cool. I, I try mm. i try not to use the say say for example audi's good on an extra certain track about four weeks in a row it's like no i can't i can't do that because you're not I don't know if you if the phrase is not learning anything. You're just up there competing. Yeah, but yeah, you're probably still learning because you're yeah. you are practicing with the same car in different tracks. Yeah. The, the, the other thing is uh, because of the way iRacing works and because of the their limitations. For instance, what I actually wanted to do this week was I wanted to do Macca around Sebring, and then I would have possibly done Macca around Road America as well. But you can't because of the way they have their limitation with cars. I think what in IMSA right now, it's just the BMW and Lambo. Is that right? Yep. So unless I'm driving the BMW around Sebring, I, I, I can't do the same car in both series, which is a sad limitation of the system, really. Yeah. Um, because I would like to be able to pick any GT3, you know, across. I understand. Actually, no, I don't understand. why. I mean, it's 2021. Come on. But <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, I I would have possibly done that, and the same um, 
because I think Imza is at Spa this week. I would have done, uh, you know, whatever car we pick, I'd have probably just done the same car around Spa. It's a completely different track to Bathurst, but at least it gets you used to the car. But um, it just depends. It's uh, it's it's a very it's a great system i racing when it works, but it's also heavily outdated in a lot of ways. It's oh, a yeah. shame. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Gonna be a while, maybe another ten years or so. Um. Other than that, though, what the only other question I had is, uh, what's kept you coming back to iRacing? Year and a half, two years. What what's what's kept you coming Same. back all this time? It's the say competition. The actual, yeah, the actual content, like the tracks and the cars. Okay, yes, it time. I would say, don't know if the phrase is slow. Like to update stuff or like bring new cars in. Okay, yes, it takes time. I'll agree. But the actual track surfaces and stuff like that, you can feel you can feel the bumps and stuff. You go over a curb, you can feel it. Even on the Logitech wheel. <laughs> Are you still running the Logitech wheel? <laughs> no. You're not. No. No. no I, I, you, I, I thought you'd change, but I was just making sure. He's got, he's got the CSW 2.5, same as us. Uh, you're in the CS 2.5 as well, Booker. Mm-hmm. All CS buddies, apart from uh, Bank Robber in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, winner. right now I only got the uh, the CSL Elite 1.1. 1. 1. Was the only so thing. What, that what I was the first wheel you you ever tried in? All of you, really? The first wheel. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the Logitech for me. A proper one. So yeah. your own Logitech, that's the first one you tried. Um Well it's it's hard to say. I, I've tried when I I've tried plenty of wheels at events and things, but back then I wasn't really as into it, so I honestly couldn't tell you what it was because I never paid mm. attention to it. Yeah. Um like i series they used to have a uh they used to have like a VR one. Um it was VR and uh, it was actually, I think, an eighty twenty rig. You have VR um, movement as well, motion, and it was on a cart on. I think it was on Project Cars too. Oh god! And um, it was like one, on one of the go karts, and I tried it out, and I was like, oh my god, this is mental. Um, I've never used VR in racing. Uh, I, I wouldn't do it uh, like uh, over a long period of time, but I think I tried that out a few it. times. Yeah, I'd love to yeah. try it, but. I, I, I yep. used to always go on those racing things. If I saw them at an event, I would always be on them. <laughs> it's like, it's like when I go to like Silverstone or uh, Le Mans, you always have R Factor on. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's not, say, broken, but I had to get them to reset. Because I was trying to drive out the pit and the car just went dead. I was like, well, what have I done? I've done nothing. Just basically hold the accelerator. And the pit, car just died. And they go, you pressed a button. I was like, no, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't pressed anything. See, I, I don't think, unless you're at like some sort of racing event, I think, let's say, for instance, you're at Gamescom or something like iSeries, I think it's very unlikely they will have direct drive wheels. Mm-hmm. Because it's I don't, too dangerous. I just think it's too dangerous for the average yeah. person who's likely going to crash constantly. So I don't think... Way too dangerous. Yeah, I don't think that's probably gonna happen but i mean i had my logitech wheel for bloody ages i don't know i just went out and I, as i always do i just buy stuff on a whim 
And I just, the main reason I didn't race uh, as much uh, when I had it was just because it was a pain in the, it was just such a pain to get it out all the time and attach it to the desk and then get my pedals. And I would always have them in slightly different positions, you know, and, mm. you know, where I had it with my chair, I had to make sure my chair didn't roll back. And then, you know, you'd I, be on. I have had so many wheels and most of the time they spent, spent all their time in the cupboard gathering dust. It's... Yeah. Yeah. This I started on the Logitech Momo Racing Force Feedback Wheel for PC, Momo. Mac, and PS3. Didn't have a paddle shifter. It had a sequential shifter on the side with a little knob. Did that have force feedback? Because the first wheel I had didn't have force feedback. And let me, that, that's an experience, let me tell you. <laughs> that, that Momo wheel was actually really damn good. I did need for speed drifting with it. I used the shifter as a handbrake. It was great. Brilliant. Logitech Momo. Oh, I know the one. Yeah, I know the one. Oh, it does. It does. Yeah. I I, I did have issues, though, that the force feedback did cut off a lot of times. I had to replug it and restart the game. The the first one I had was a Thrustmaster T80. It cost me like 20 quid. Oh, God. I think it runs on an elastic band of some sort. So (laughs) imagine the sort of force. I I, I want to see you race iRacing with that wheel today someone must do i mean if someone probably does don't they so i do think the actual say the logitech wheels are actually pretty decent they're like the g20 and whatever the new one is now true force one yeah they are actually pretty decent when you sit down and think about it i mean the wheel is the one thing you can get away with having just basic basic force feedback yeah it's the pedals. Look, I think we'll, we'll we'll all admit it's the main difference you see in those setups is the pedals. When I went from the Logitech, I found when when we started doing i racing and we were doing like GT threes and stuff, the Logitech wheel was absolutely fine. And then I remember going into races. I think it was mid Ohio, and I just yeah. I I couldn't stop locking the brakes. I think it was the BMW, the GTE, because with the with the Logitech pedals, it's just based purely on movement and if one small mistake yeah one small mistake just push it slightly too far ruined rear rear locks goes around and it's just so much different when you get the load cell once you get the load cell and it's based on pressure you can just be way more consistent and i mean two races in a row (laughs) yeah yeah and then i'll never do that again ever um but the, the, the it was great when i bought my wheel and I finally got my wheel and you feel way more immersion, but it doesn't make me, I don't think it makes me any better because the, the thing that made me better was the pedals or more consistent, I should say, you know, I felt fine doing the races with the Logitech. It was more of, um, it's just nicer having, you notice it. Well, I noticed it with the, the CS 2.5 is mainly, uh, it's less notchy because it's, a. uh, it's a uh, belt-driven wheel, whereas the obviously the Logitech, you could feel the notches as it was going yeah. around. Yes. It's very well, notchy. I, I properly opened it up as well. Yeah. And you can see the whole gear and the whole motor stuff. Uh. Yeah, trying to repair that thing was really obnoxious. <laughs> for what it is, though, I mean, I'm looking at Amazon right now. It's £220. And I know that's a lot of money. But for what it is, it's a if great it works, little wheel. It works. Yeah. yeah. You could use oh, yeah. that on all sorts of racing games and have a really good time with it. And you can get the shifter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Just make sure you drive cars with ABS and you'll be absolutely fine. Yeah. You can actually get uh, pedal mods for that. I personally uh, wouldn't go too mad with it because 
I mean, I would personally save you money and buy something, you know, buy a new set of pedals down the line. I mean, the yeah, I absolutely um, wouldn't turn my wheel into a Formula wheel or anything like that. No, that would just be absolutely crazy. Be waste money. Who would do that? Who I would know, right? <laughs> Who would do that? Yeah. <laughs> but but no, I think if you if you had the if you spent two hundred pound on a pair of lo- a set of Logitech, or you know, a wheel and pedals, and then spent seventy making the shift uh, the the like brake pedal into a better brake pedal you just oh what's there's no sense to that to me no. you know just mm. save your money and and get a new set of pedals eventually yeah but um yeah anything to add uh thanks for watching all our races and sticking through them uh from start to finish i know that there's a lot of folks in the chat that watch from start to finish and usually check up on a lot of us that are doing the midnight stints as well uh shout out to the na folks for that one i would have to say um always coming in just like checking up and having a quick chat you know because during the night you don't i mean it depends on the track if you're notch life and you're at night you really have to tunnel vision yourself but like on daytona for example you know, once it's once everything's a bit more spread out and open and you can relax just a tiny bit more, having that bit of an interaction at like three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, even if it's just like a quick hey or something like that. Um, I think Hads and I and Wilco and Magic and I think anyone that does these races really appreciates that. So that's what I'm gonna add. Really thank you for watching that and Sticking through the uh to the Ted meme that we have here. That's probably the best time for me is actually during these endurance races when I'm not in the car. And I can just chat to people and you know, I, I find that actually quite enjoyable. The other thing that just came into my head when you said that we we haven't actually experienced Nords in the, the middle of night. And what I no. mean by that is we experienced mm-hmm. Nords uh, when the track was dark, but we didn't get Speak to, ex- <laughs> we didn't get to experience it. What I mean is that you know, two or three o'clock stint in the morning, four a.m. stint when you're tired, and you've got to go around Nords because. Uh, yeah, that's very true. That's what when the mistakes happen. That's, I can't really remember. I think it was like eleven o'clock or twelve or something. It was quite early on. Yeah, it was, it was quite early on. And so Magic was asleep, and we were like, um, <laughs> "How are we going to break it to him?" <laughs> I was writing my straight to bed. Well, that's the... Like, uh, I woke up, saw a notification, and I was like, yeah, bye. <laughs> Everything's switched off. <laughs> I think that's the tough thing, though, isn't it? That track there demands so much concentration that yep. inevitably, if you're just a little bit tired, you've just got to push through it. That'll be interesting. It's better that it happened early on, speaking from that experience, because that I, I really wasn't overly bothered by it, by, by the, no. the sort of crashing out because it, it was so early on we hadn't really gone through too much difficulty so weirdly i wasn't either i think it's because that during that race when the build-up to that i wasn't really feeling that great so when it happened i really didn't care so that's fine yeah, i can go to bed i'm happy didn't expect it i think i don't know if that's a word we sort of expected it well didn't yeah at that one i expected a bathurst as well and it never came and i was kind of glad of that in the end but i did expect it um Right, let's end on a um, uh, a guess, I suppose, of where we're going to finish at Bathurst. 
um, the wall. No. <laughs> so a prediction. Probably a pretty good guess. What's everyone's prediction for where we'll finish? I don't know. We haven't chosen a card. I know. That's why it's so <laughs> wild. Do I have to be confident? No, you don't. You don't have to be confident at all. I my crash. <laughs> I mean, it's highly likely. Do you know what? Do you know what? As well, I feel as though there's two parts. There's one we've all improved. I think since the last time we did these races in 2019, and as such, we've got higher I ratings, so we're in a harder split. And I do think that standard of driving in terms of pace has massively improved recently. Anyway. So, I think getting, I, well, in terms of pace, I think, not in terms of actual driving standards. But the driving standards have gone down the drain. Well, definitely. <laughs> I think it will be tough for us to better our seventh place, I think. Probably. But um, I think we'll get top ten. I'm putting my money on top ten as well. <laughs> I was being serious. I think we might crash. Wilco's um, doomed us. That's fine. Um, well, just by the law of averages, I think we've we've had a lot of a lot of luck. I think with you, and we, we are sort of experiencing that already. A bit less luck. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean uh, this one could definitely be. If there's one you're going to crash out of, there's a high probability of this one. I'd say this one and Nords have probably got the highest chance. So, yeah. Magic, where are we going to finish? Somewhere. Excellent. Whether it's in the wall. That is <laughs> That's uh, a good answer. <laughs> very insightful. Um, I just wanted to end on one question. Um, what were you doing when you put us in the wall at Daytona? Driving. That wasn't what I was... <laughs> wasn't what I was looking for. All right. I think we will never find out. We're Andrew. never going to find out. No, he's never. never he's never going to tell us. Nope, nope, it's not happening. It's just not going to come out. Come on, bombshell to end the three. Go on, bombshell the to end. Go on. Come on, you can do it. Come on, come tell on. us, bombshell. And on that bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gone. And we're ruined. That's fine. Right. Thank you both. Uh, it's been a delight. Um, we will obviously, uh, no doubt, spend more time together working out what car we're going to drive this weekend. Um, and as always, I mean, I'll, it wouldn't surprise me if we choose the car on Friday, to be honest. It's happened before. No, that is the Ted way. It's happened before. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, but thank you very much. Uh, say goodbye, Wilco. I'll say goodbye, Wilco. Goodbye. <laughs> say goodbye, Grizzle. <laughs> Goodbye, Grizzle. There we go. Most and it's awkward outro ever. Yeah, it was. Uh, and that's uh, goodbye from me. <laughs>